No doubt you've heard Rebecca Livingston talk about the men who are being detained at Kangaroo Point. And often when people are advocating for refugees to be released into the community, the online conversations especially will get to, or would you have them at your house? Well, a coalition of advocacy groups has launched a new campaign with people who are willing to do exactly that, house refugees and asylum seekers in their homes. Pamela Kerr is from the Refugee Advocacy Network. Their new campaign is called Home Safely With Us. Pamela, good morning. Uh, it helps if I do this. Hi, Pamela. Sorry. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> if I actually pick up the line, it's amazing. I can hear you. So, Pamela, what is this campaign all about? This is a coalition so far of 20 groups across Australia who have joined together and we are, have a register of people who have volunteered to have refugees in their homes. Some people have got rooms, some people have got spare houses. You know, in Victoria, we are very limited. We can only leave 5Ks from home. Yeah. Some people have holiday homes. There's a whole range of accommodation. But the thing is, what we're doing is offering the government an alternative to the expensive and horrible business of sending them off to isolated detention centres. We believe that we can, um, and a lot of us have done it in the past. I, I've had people living with me on three different occasions, three, one up for a year. And there are lots of people who volunteer to take people in. Australians have got big hearts. The people in the motels, they're refugees. They are out and out refugees with no holds on why they should be in the community except politics. So this is this is what we're offering and there are a lot of people we've got hundred and twenty places so far in a week and oh. it is building every day. Okay, so Pamela, can I put to you that um, one of the questions would be, can't these people then just disappear into the community? You'll never see them again. No. Five and a half thousand people were released from detention centres in a 12-month period. Yeah. And they um, went and lived in the community and they're still there waiting for process, a lot of them. Um, they don't disappear. These are people who've come here um, to have a legal status to settle and to feel um, real freedom. And real freedom is not being on the run. It is not what's happened in Australia. Um, we think that, you know, there's also, apart from the Australians offering homes, we've identified 30 people in detention who have close family members in the community. I'm thinking of a young woman who's got a two-year-old baby. Now, she came down from Nauru to have the baby here. There were complications with the pregnancy. She was parted from a husband. He stayed up there. They wouldn't let him come for a whole year. They brought him down here. Now he's been in detention. He lives 12 minutes from her. She's in a community detention house with her baby, three-bedroom house, 12 minutes away. He's living in the detention centre. They haven't seen each other for five months because, you know, there's visitor restrictions, um, obviously, for COVID to try and um, stop spread. Um, nobody's allowed in. So they haven't seen each other for five months. How crazy is it? At great cost, holding him in a detention centre. This is a, a young man who's been designated a refugee who's never put a foot wrong. He's an absolutely decent young man. And there he is separated from his family. It's just senseless cruelty. This is just one case. I could tell you lots. 
Pamela Kerr with me this morning on ABC Radio Brisbane. You're with Kelly Higgins-Devine. Pamela's from the Refugee Advocacy Network. Their new campaign is called Home Safely with Asks. Uh, and uh, it answers the question, well, would you have a refugee living with you? The answer seems to be in Australia, a whole lot of people saying, yeah, sure, I absolutely would. So a week this campaign's going, and how many people did you say had already put their hands up, Pamela? We've got 120 people, uh, Australians, and then we've got another 23 families volunteering to take in their family members. Every day, it's growing. All right, I just want to bring in Silva now, who's from one of Brisbane's Bayside suburbs and is currently hosting refugees. Hi, Silva. Hi, good morning. Now, how many refugees do you have at your place? We have a family at the moment. The husband is on a shift, but the family he started here is not refugees, but we've had refugees over the last several years from different nationalities. Why do you open your home to refugees? They are never been tried in a court. If they had been found guilty, then that they would be criminals. But because they have never been tried in a court, they are political prisoners. So because of that, when they're in the community, they don't have a lot of freedom. Some of them aren't allowed to work. Some of them are dependent on their type of visa. If they can't work there in a very difficult situation. So if they don't get the kindness of other people, their situation will be quite precarious. So we're very happy to have them. We get we have them for as long as it takes for them to get on their feet. What do you get out of it? Knowing that I've stabilised someone else in their lives. And have you had people stay in Australia? Are they are they now friends or do they move to other parts of Australia? What what have been the outcomes of this? Some of them have um, been still in contact. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you can't keep in contact with everyone because it would drain you emotionally. Mm -hmm. But you keep what I call the, the um, contact warm without, without, being, without you burning up. Yeah. We'll have them over for a certain time, you know, talking occasionally. But it's been their leg, leg up to get onto the next step of their journey. Silva, thank you for talking with me this morning. I'll go back to you, Pamela Kerr. Um, is this particularly directed at the people currently being held at Kangaroo Point Hotel and others in a similar situation at a hotel in Melbourne? Yes, there's that group and there's, people don't realise how many different groups of people there are in immigration detention. We've identified over 500 who are refugees and asylum seekers. 500? What, in different hotels and in different parts of uh, No, there are 200 living in hotels. Yep. And then the other 300 are in the detention centres in Brisbane, mm -hmm. Sydney, Melbourne and Adelaide. And, of course, Yonga Hill across the way, although more of those people have got more complex cases. So we're talking about 500 people who, as Sylvia said, have never committed a crime, have done nothing except to seek asylum, uh, half of them have been found to be refugees and still they're not released. This is crazy stuff. They should be out in the community uh, living normal lives. They will observe the requirements of the COVID um, restrictions. These people know what it is to suffer and they want all they want is a place to be free and to call home. Pamela, have you had any response from the government since launching this campaign? No. Were you expecting? Were you expecting a response? 
Um, well, we're ever hopeful. I mean, let's face it, Australians have always been hopeful of um, goodness from their politicians. And sometimes we're rewarded and sometimes we're not. Um, but at the moment, yesterday, at one o'clock in the morning, another flight went to Christmas Island. This is crazy. Flying people from the mainland to Christmas Island, an isolated place. I've been out there to this high security detention centre. Why? It costs half a million per person per year to hold them there. Well, we, we had information that those people being sent to Christmas Island actually had criminal records. Some of them did have criminal records, but I can tell you, not all. This is, unfortunately, Australians know that their politicians don't tell the whole story. It's very easy to say these are the worst of the worst. But we know, I know when I was out there in 2016, we met 26 people who were asylum seekers who had never been released from detention held on Christmas Island. They were not criminals. Um, it's a very mixed situation. You know, we don't know what goes on behind those lock gates. Um, some of us see more than we would care to. Um, and you try but, but don't they have phones? I thought that most of these people had access to phones or to some, some sort of communication ah. devices. Yes, you can say, oh, yes, they've all got phones. Those men who went to Christmas Island, Christmas Island, you have to have a Telstra SIM card. Um, anybody, any young person will tell you, in order to get your SIM card registered, you've got to have the internet. The men who were chosen the other day didn't realise they were going. They thought they weren't because they called up another batch. They put them on the plane. They don't have access to the internet. They can't install their Telstra SIM cards. So, yeah, they've got a mobile phone. It's useless. There's no internet in the North West Point Detention Centre, which is perhaps the reason why um, the Minister wants to put them there. They'll be in a black hole. Pamela Kerr is from the Refugee Advocacy Network. Um, how do people find out more information about Home Safely with us, Pamela? They can email OST Refugee Network, I'll, I'll, it's all lowercase, mm -hmm. AUST Refugee Network at gmail.com and we will connect them up with some with a person in their state who will talk about what's involved and if they want to volunteer they will be extremely welcome you know one thing about this country the hearts are big they really are. people have reached out um and this is a perfect example they're reaching out to people that you might think that they might say oh well why should i but they're there Pamela Kerr, thank you so much for talking with us this morning and uh, ostrefugeenetwork at gmail.com if you would like more information on Home Safely with us.